Merry Christmas, Jeepers. Coming up, we're going to hear about the future of Jeep's Belvedere assembly plant. And we'll share a story of how one lucky guy got to become a new Jeeper. We're getting to all your voicemails. We'll answer your questions, read your reviews, and even hear from the mind of Nikki G. And you're going to hear some stuff you may not want to this week, but it's all in the spirit of giving because it's Christmas. So we're going to give you a headache. Ready? It's all coming up on episode 260 of the Christmas episode of Jeep Talk Show. Wave, you bastards. <laughs> here comes Jeep Talk. Here comes Jeep Talk all up in your ears. Tony and Josh and Tammy is giving you lots of goods throughout the year. Talking about overheating and Jeeps and stuff and probably some other things too. So tis the season, this is the reason we're bringing this to you. Here comes Jeep Talk, here Everybody. comes Jeep Talk all up in your ears. Tammy never found her D-ring. Tony's got three Jeeps and I really need a beer. The Jeep Talk Show is here every week and it really is no fuss. We sure do appreciate all the support, so thanks for listening to us. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. This episode of the Jeep Talk Show is sponsored in part by Crawlbright Performance Off-Road Lighting. Are your OGS lights not showing you the road or trail at night? Get some of the brightest and best made lights on the market today at crawlbright.com and start seeing what you've been missing. That's crawlbright.com. Also brought to you by Little Passenger Seats. Have you ever wished that you could add additional seating in your Jeep's cargo space? With Little Passenger Seat along with their do-it-yourself install kit, you can easily increase your Jeep seating capacity. Want to learn how? Just visit littlepassengerseats.com for more information. Would you like to sleep on the top of your Jeep? No, seriously. The Jamek is a hammock. For your Wrangler, the Jamek is made uh, in America and veteran-owned. Compatible with any OEM top, provides a space for overhead storage when not in use. Go to www.jamek.com, that's www.jammock.com, for the biggest sale of the year. Coupon code JEEPTALKSHOW for $10 off. You're listening to a 4x4, 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Are you ready? It's the G Talk Show. With Tammy on Wrangler. Tony and Josh on Cherokee. So sit back. Strap in. And brace yourself. First week in G. Well, it's officially over. An era of two Jeeps comes to an end. The last Jeep Compass and Jeep Patriot to ever be made in the United States will roll off the assembly line, as we record this, tomorrow on Friday, December 23rd. Starting Monday, the plant will begin retooling the assembly line for the much-anticipated production of the new Jeep Cherokee, one of Jeep's top-selling vehicles. For the past 10 years, the Belvedere plant has been home to the Compass and Patriot. Production of the Dodge Dart, also a Belvedere-manufactured vehicle since 2012, ended back in October. FCA officials announced in July the company would invest $350 million at the Belvedere plant, as well as increase the plant's workforce by 300 people when it comes time to move the Jeep Cherokee production from Toledo to Belvedere. Last year, 220,000 Jeep Cherokees were sold. 
The Belvedere plant is expected to ramp up production to more than 300,000 turkeys per year. About 4,500 4, people are employed at the 5 million square foot Belvedere plant. The majority of those people will be temporarily laid off during the retooling process. Not to worry, though, the employees will receive unemployment benefits from the government and supplemental unemployment payments from Chrysler, which together will equal about 74% of each employee's pay. United Auto Workers Local 1268 President George Welishinsky anticipates the retooling process to take about five months. During this time, employees will be, brought will be brought back in phases for training. Well, I'm going to call this one, You Gotta Be In It to Win It. One Hastings, Nebraska man probably won't mind driving now this in, in this winter's weather. 59-year-old Mark Johnson won a brand new 2017 Jeep Wrangler Unlimited in the Summer Out Loud sweepstakes by Jeep and Sirius XM Radio. Johnson has been a Sirius XM subscriber since 2011, he said. He picked up his new ride on Monday at Tom Dinsdale Automotive in Hastings, which is just south of Grand Island. I'm still stunned, he said, about winning the Jeep. I look at my garage and go, holy cow, look at that. The uh, <clears throat> red Jeep has a soft top, leather seats, and as part of the grand prize, also has one year of Sirius XM service absolutely free. When it came time for Johnson to renew his Sirius XM subscription, he upgraded to an all-access package that was offered for the radio service. That allows Johnson to stream Sirius XM on his phone, computer, and other devices. When he used the all-access service on his device for the first time, he learned that he was automatically entered in the Jeep contest. In reality, I didn't even know I was in the contest until I got a call one day, Johnson said. I didn't think it was real. I thought someone was playing a joke on me. Upon finding out he was a grand prize finalist, he looked it up online, and sure enough, he was chosen for the new Jeep. Once I figured out it was real, I was really happy, Johnson said. And who wouldn't be? Of course, nothing is ever completely free. He will still have to pay taxes on the new vehicle, and that's one of the first things that popped into his head, he said. However, he decided to accept the prize, and he's glad he did. Johnson still has his pickup, which is, which is how he got to have XM, uh, Sirius XM service in the first place. He said he's still figuring out whether or not to sell his truck now that he has a new Jeep. He's excited about his new vehicle and has driven it a few times since getting it this week. It rides like a car, he said, adding that it's quiet and has a smooth ride. Jeep came straight from the assembly line, Johnson said. When he picked it up on Monday, it had two miles Ooh. on it. I don't think I've ever bought a vehicle with only two miles on it, he said. I never would have thought of looking for a Jeep, but now that I have one, I'll have to do some off-roading, he said. Well, from all of us here at the Jeep Talk Show, we wish you happy trails, Mark, and welcome to the Jeep family. Just don't forget to wave back when you start getting all those Jeep waves, eh? Well, big thanks to all of you who continue to help us out by submitting stories to This Week in Jeep. You got something you think we should be reporting on? When you have a response to any one of our stories, make sure to let us know by sending an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com. So, um, I did hear correctly that when Jeep decides to do a big, a major prize giveaway, they pick the Wrangler not not the Cherokee, not the Grand Cherokee. They picked the Wrangler because that's the iconic uh, model Jeep because that's the it's based on the original one. That's right. And, Every and, time I've heard about a Jeep uh, giveaway, it's always been a Wrangler. And but uh, you know the the Jeep goes all the way back to 1941 during World War II. But unlike the 41 Jeeps that were green, this iconic Jeep that they gave away oh, for, was of course <laughs> red. I almost deleted any information regarding the color of this Jeep you, out of you know this segment why it was just for red. these purposes. <laughs> yeah. It was the last car on the lot that they, they're like, God, how are we going to get rid of this red Jeep? Uh, let's see. Well, think, we've only think, got one left. It's red. You want it? Thinking, well, I guess. thinking back, Tammy, didn't you say there were no red ones on the, on the lot whenever you went to go get your Jeep? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, the dealership knows better. Well, good for them. <laughs> 
Oh, uh, okay, people. So, Team Red, Team Black. I mean, these two guys got black, and I've got well, red. Hey, uh, I got a lot of red. Teams. Yeah, speaking <laughs> of teams, guys, hey, we need you guys to tell a friend. Tell your teammates. We're always looking to improve and expand the show, and there's no better way than expensive advertising. And unfortunately, well, we don't have that <laughs> don't 70 have grand to advertise money. with Adam Carolla's network or Spike TV, but we do have you guys. We're doomed! <laughs> I'm kidding. You guys can help us not only grow the show, but also the 4x4 radio network which we are, of course, a member of. Mm -hmm. Please consider telling someone you know about the show, or better yet, pop on your social media account and just start trolling. I mean, spreading the word. <laughs> and here's a uh, special Christmas message from the Paps Boys at the Roadhouse. Oh, yay. Oh, actually, there was no special Christmas message, so we'll just uh, play this one oh. that we have. <sighs> hey, boys! I'm Clyde, and this is Tommy. From the Roadhouse! You're listening to the Jeep Talk Show. Cheers! Jeep is off-road. Jeep is about the journey. Jeep has a great story. A story that I want to tell. I'm a voiceover talent, and I'm going off-road with a grassroots marketing campaign to voice for Jeep. Want to join me on the ride? I could sure use the company. Please tag Jeep. Post a link to kb4jeep.com. Add a message and use the hashtag MyJeepStory. Thanks, Jeep Talk Show, and your listeners for your support along this crazy journey. See you on the social media trail. The Jeep Talk Show. It's not about us. It's about you, the listeners. It's Tim from Torrance. Hey, Jeepers. This is uh, Rob from San Antonio, Hey, guys. It's Cody with TrailChasers.net with another grand adventure. Hey, guys. This is Cody from Indiana. Hello, Jeep Talk Show crew. This is FJ Rick. Hi, guys. This is Joe. If a turtle doesn't have a shell, is he naked or homeless? Yes. Hey, guys, this is Ron out in Arizona. Hey, what's up? Jeep Talk Show. This is Jason, Oregon Trail Off-Road. Hi, this is Jake from California, and I'm sitting here eating pork rinds for breakfast. <laughs> hey, this is uh, PAG Freak. Hey, Tony, Josh, Danny, Secretary Jake Collin. This is John, Runner in 1982, and on today's Radio Context segment, I'm going to talk about APRS, an anal probe restraint system. No! No, no, that's not right. We love our listeners. That's very Christmassy. You're listening to a 4x4, 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. You are indeed. And as I said earlier, the Jeep Talk Show is a proud member of the 4x4 Radio Network. Look, we know that Jeeps may not be for everybody. We also know that those people need some serious help. <laughs> Just about everybody loves the outdoors, though, and getting out into nature. And, of course, the 4x4 Radio Network has a little something for everybody in that regard. Just visit the 4x4RadioNetwork.com and learn more about the 4x4 Podcast, the Center Steer Podcast, and, of course, Trail Chasers Podcast. And you can find us there, too. Oh, and if you've been wondering uh, what the hell's been going on with Cody and the Trail Chasers podcast, well, they're back in production over there. Yep. Uh, the charges were dropped, and uh, Cody is free and <laughs> he is doing podcasts again. <laughs> the charges were dropped. <laughs> shut up and listen. Shut up. Shut up. And so shut up. You don't shut up. Man, shut up, Shane. Hey, shut up and listen. It's time for Wrangler Talk. It's time for G-Mama. Hey, so last week, you might have missed me. Um, Cody was here in my place. And no, I was not camped out waiting to see Rogue. I got my <laughs> tickets months ago. Um, great movie, by the way, and I won't be a spoiler. But anyway, I went to the Trans-Siberian Orchestra concert. And our tickets were in the nosebleed section. This was my first time ever experiencing the nosebleed section. 
And if you want to go over to my blog at www.jeepmama.com, you can check out my post from Tuesday about my freak out um, climbing the stairs to my seats. It's, um, I'm afraid of heights, so go check that out. But my point for tonight is during the middle of the concert, I had to leave to take a bathroom break. And on my way back to my seat, I noticed a sign that said, you should wait before the song ends before you head back up to your seat. So I sat there and waited for my, the song to end before I headed back to my seat. But while I was doing this, person after person after person, they just headed back up to their seat. And I wanted to yell, hey, you, didn't you just see the sign? Or, hey, you, don't you know anything about concert etiquette? And then when I finally got back to my seat, I must have had to step back out of my seat onto the stairs while people kept going by during a song. And I was thinking, whatever happened to plain old concert etiquette? Well, Tony and Josh, that got me thinking. Maybe they just don't know. And with all the new folks buying Jeeps lately, they might not know about off-road etiquette. So tonight I thought I would share some off-road etiquette that I have learned since I've been um, off-roading. So here are the do's and don'ts that I've learned. When you're off-roading in a group, it is the responsibility of every driver to keep track of the vehicle behind them via your rear-view mirror. And also, don't tailgate. This can be dangerous and annoying. Allow the vehicle ahead of you to completely pass over the obstacle before you make your attempt. Allowing vehicles going up an incline the right-of-way, because on steep inclines, the loss of climbing momentum might cause a loss of traction or an engine stall, especially if you're using manual, like we discussed on the Jeep Talk Call-In Show on Tuesday. Anyway, the vehicle going down should pull over as safely and quickly as possible. Also, don't speed on the trails. Trail riding is not a quick activity. Take your time, be aware of the obstacles, and enjoy the environment around you. Also, be prepared. Make sure you bring all the essentials tow rope, tow straps, recovery kit, first aid kit, your CB radio, a spare tire, um, and there's plenty more other things you should be bringing. Do stop to help others. You know, in the Jeep community, we rely on each other, especially in remote areas. And the off-road community, community is one of the friendliest and most helpful groups of people out there. Anytime you drive on a dry dirt road at more than 10 miles per hour, you're kicking up out this huge cloud of dust, and a number of us Jeepers are open air, and all this dust will not only cover the interior of our vehicle, it can also inhibit our driving vision and possibly breathing. So slow down to a crawl to prevent dusting. And don't spin your wheels. Ordinarily, wheel spinning is the result of one of two things, driver error or having the wrong equipment. And it, this throws up rocks or mud on other vehicles, cause ruts in the trails, making it an unpleasant experience for the next person. So if you find yourself in a situation um, where you are spinning excessively, try another line or turn around. And don't rock stack. Now, I've had this happen to me a couple of times where my spotters will do this, and this is permissible, permissible occasionally to help get out of a bad situation. But if you have to routinely stack rocks, to make it over an obstacle, you may want to rethink your route or your vehicle's capability. Now, rock stacking also disturbs the environment and can permanently damage or change an obstacle. 
And when you're stopped on a trail, make sure you completely pull off the trail, pick a spot that's already been disturbed, and try not to park on tall, dry grass because this could be a fire safety hazard. And leave no man behind, just like the military. If your vehicle's in a group and has a problem, the group stays until the problem is resolved. And if you have made several attempts going over an obstacle and there's a long line of rigs waiting behind you for their turn, move aside, let them through. You may even need to be winched through the obstacle, and that's okay if you can't make it over. And like Josh says during every show, always practice good leave no trace and tread lightly ethics. And any etiquette tip you'd like to add, we'd love to hear your etiquette stories, whether they be great experience, your tips, or even those bad experiences, give us a call on the voicemail line or leave a message or and leave a message or better yet, join us Tuesday night on the Jeep Talk Collins show. Our topic for this next Tuesday night show is going to be off-road etiquette. That's this coming Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central at www.jeeptalkshow.com. And don't forget to check us out on our mobile-friendly site, the Jeep Talk Forum, and you can even a- email me at info at jeeptalkshow.com using the subject line Wrangler Talk. You know, I just got to say, Tammy, um, you truly are a Jeep mama because you just sucked all the fun out of off-roading because you got to think about all this etiquette stuff, mom. Yeah, I know. <laughs> But it's there for a good reason. No, it is. I'm giving you a hard time. Now, I know I, and I bet you guys have experienced this as well. Uh, There's an obstacle that, like you were talking about, where you need the momentum to get up and over. Usually, it's usually slick, something muddy or something. And uh, people that have gone through park way too close to the edge. Now, not only do you have to make, uh, make the decision about how fast you need to go up this embankment, you also have to be getting ready to, to hit the brakes so you don't slide in the back of right. this jack hole that's 15 feet from the obstacle. You know, of course, they want to get out and come back and look. Right, exactly. <laughs> that happens to me a lot. Move like, your vehicle out of the way. <laughs> you may miss something. It's okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> You'll catch it on YouTube. Yeah, good job on that, Tammy. There, there is a lot of unspoken trail etiquette that that I see all too often that wheelers just plain and simply don't know about. They think, well, I've got an off-road vehicle, I've got four-wheel drive, I've got you know mud terrain tires, I can just point this thing over there and go. And and that's really not what you're supposed to do. It's it's really the the worst thing you can do. In fact, um, if you guys want to learn more about some of these uh, some of this trail etiquette stuff and and expand on the stuff that that Tammy was talking about, you guys can head over to treadlightly.org and they have a nice section there about sharing our trails. And this goes pretty much applies for anybody that's is off road, whether you're riding a mountain bike, a horse, you're hiking, you're riding an ATV ATV vehicle, or you're um, even riding a jeep. You know, driving a jeep. This applies to all of us. I wouldn't think a horse would disturb much, but I guess it could. Uh, they share the trails through. too. I mean, now granted, you usually won't find non-motorized trail mix with motorized trail, you know, so you're not going to find typically hikers or horseback riding on the same trail that you're going to find side-by-sides in Jeeps. So, and, and same thing goes, you know, with, with motorcycles and, and, uh, and quads and stuff like that. They usually keep them separate because motors spook horses. But nonetheless, there could be somebody that has found their way onto a trail that they weren't supposed to, or maybe they're lost, or maybe they need help. Nonetheless, you can find these people on the trail, and there comes the big, you know, big reason for you know not speeding thirty-five miles an hour down a, you know, down a 
black diamond trail. Yeah, that'd mess up pretty much any Jeep hitting a horse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, Tammy mentioned uh, our mobile-friendly site, that uh, Jeep Talk Forum. Uh, I didn't tell you guys about this. I'll, I'll tell you about it now. Uh, somebody on uh, YouTube uh, commented that uh, they were unable to access the Jeep Talk Forum uh, through Tapatalk. And uh, that he said, I think he says, I'll just have to, to stick with the, with, XJ, with the weirdos at, at xjtalk.com. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, I went through the uh, the process of getting Tapatalk installed up on Jeep Talk Forum. Oh, wow. Good and the job. reason why I hadn't was is because it is mobile friendly, uh, just right out of the box. You don't have to mm-hmm. have Tapatalk to a- access it. But I know a lot of you folks uh, use Tapatalk and you like using that app to access your forums. And we've added that. So now you can go add uh, Jeep Talk Forum, just do a search for Jeep Talk Forum. Uh, in Tapatalk, and then you could add that to your Tapatalk list. And uh, I did not know this, but they actually have a chat room built in uh, to that as well. So mm-hmm. you can go over there and chat with other people from uh, either xjtalk.com or the jeeptalkforum.com. Twas the night before Christmas when all through the web, not a Cherokee was staring, not even on The Walking Dead. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care, in hopes that St. Muddenrock would soon be there. The jeepers were all nestled, all snug in their beds, while visions of live kits danced in their heads. Your mother and her moo-moo and I and my thong <laughs> were just settling in to do something very wrong. When out on the lawn there arose such a kapak, I sprang from the bed to see what the f- Yes, quite. Off to the window I dodged your mama's grope. Picked up the rifle, you know, the one with the big thermal scope. The LED light bar had lit up the new fallen snow, gave the look of midday to the objects below. Looking upward from the beadlocks on what do my eyes lay? But a fat dude in red velour climbing out of a sweet XJ. <laughs> he was armored in red and had axles that did lock. Sitting on 35-inch crawlers, I knew it was St. Mud and Rock. More rapid than a Nicky G rant, his hails they came. And he yelled, and he shouted, and he called them by name. Now locker, now tree strap, now fender and shackle. On ARB, on rough country, worn and something that rhymes with shackle. <laughs> to the top of the trail, through even the deepest of snow. Now download, now download the latest Jeep Talk show. Like a bound up driveline, you joints will fly. When they meet with an obstacle, wheel stands will fly. Now off to see other good jeepers is what he must do. With a Jeep full of goodies and St. Muddenrock, too. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Jeepers, from yours truly, Richard Cranium Allswell III. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Oh, yes. Merry Christmas to all you folks out there. And uh, a big thanks to uh, Richard, uh, also known as Dick, uh, for uh, recording that for us and sending it in. <laughs> Hey, just a little while ago, Tony was talking about the Jeep Talk form. It's our new mobile-friendly form that we created just for you. And it's not your typical form. There are no dumb questions, no flaming, or telling you to go to Google. (laughs) And you can find out more behind the stories we share with you here and information we share with you on the Jeep Talk show. That's the jeeptalkform.com. Hope to see you there. Oh, and don't forget about uh, the other uh, forum that we have, xjtalk.com. Everybody's welcome. Uh, don't have a, a Cherokee, not a problem. Don't have a Jeep, not a problem. Just come over there and uh, <laughs> jump in with the rest of us. Same policies, no flaming, 
no dumb questions. Happy to help you out. Even uh, we love helping you spend money. You know, like when you go to buy your Jeep, your first Jeep. Oh, yeah. It's fun spending somebody else's money. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show? What are you talking about, man? Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show? I got no idea what the heck. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Get out of my face, yo. Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Underwater. Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? In the bubble bath. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? No clue. And where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? While flexing on stumps. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? I would assume on the radio. The Jeep Talk Show, available on iTunes and at jeeptalkshow.com. Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? We'd love to know. Just give us a, a call at 530-675-4102 and let us know where you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at. All right, guys, reviews. We got a bunch of them, and uh, they're uh, none of that negative stuff that we don't uh, see much of, but we always hurts us deeply when we get them. Yeah, well, you guys may have heard last week we had a two-star review and somebody gave us some constructive criticism. And it looks like uh, the rest of you have stepped up to, uh, let's push that aside, shall we? <laughs> we got one from uh, on our iTunes account, uh, which uh, you guys can always find us over on iTunes. iTunes, uh, you, yeah, it's Jeep Talk Show over there. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is from Dave from Oregon. He says, great podcast with something for everyone. Give us a five-star review. Josh, Tony, and Tammy have a great podcast. They have good reviews, info, and guests. The only question is, uh, The only question I have is, is the AC compressor on when the defrost is on? And which setting is the heater setting? <laughs> Bastard. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> uh, we got another one on our uh, Facebook uh, reviews. And uh, if you're not familiar with that, you just go over to uh, facebook.com slash Jeep Talk Show and uh, look around there. I think you'll see a button that says review or reviews. And you can click that and leave us a review. Uh, so Dennis Hughes reviewed the, the Jeep Talk Show, gave us five star- five stars. Uh, no additional comments, but uh, the five stars are more than more than enough. Mm-hmm. Brent Underhill also reviewed the Jeep Talk Show on Facebook and gave us five stars. He said, I'm a new listener. I'll have to get caught up. So far, so good. Very good. We had Jan Overland also uh, reviewed the Jeep Talk Show, gave us five stars. No comment, but that's just fine. Yep, yep. We appreciate it. And uh, boy... People, uh, you know, it's funny. I didn't realize that they had reviews over on Facebook pages until somebody gave us one. So I'm glad somebody's <laughs> paying attention to what's there. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, Jeep lovers out there, who doesn't love a good night ride on the trails in their Jeep, right? But all you, you guys all know that the factory lights are made for mall crawling, not rock crawling. So how can you get the most out of your Jeep if your lights are worthless? Well, let me tell you about a brand that makes great quality Jeep light, light bars for us Jeepers except without the high prices that many brands expect, is the guys over at Crawl Bright Performance Off-Road Lighting. They have the highest quality lights made from the top components in the industry. They use the best name, name brand LEDs like Cree and Osram. They use aircraft-grade aluminum and a virtually unbreakable polycarbonate lens. These lights are 100% waterproof, and they're backed by a three-year replacement guarantee. They make LED light bars, pods, brackets, and all the wiring you're going to need. They even have rock lights to eliminate the ground that your guys are crawling on. Crawlbright prides themselves on offering the best quality lights, but at a price that most of us Jeepers can actually afford. Fans of the Jeep Talk Show can enter Jeep Talk Show, all one word, for a special 20% discount on everything on their website. 20%, guys, that's unheard of. So head over, head over to crawlbright.com right now. And remember, brighter is always better. Hey, and did you know you can add one, two, or even three more passenger seats to your Jeep's cargo space? 
Little passenger seats, custom builds, and upholsters passenger seating to match your vehicle's upholstery and ships the seat to your front door with a vehicle-specific mounting system. The easy do-it-yourself kit safely and easily increases your seating capacity in as little as two hours. Each little passenger seat is made to your specifications to meet the specific transportation needs of your growing family. Every seat includes seat belts mounted to the seat and designed to be easily removed if you need to use your cargo space. Little passenger seats offer seating for over 50 different popular SUV models, including most Grand Cherokees, 1984 to 2001 Cherokee, Wrangler Unlimiteds, the good old Wagoneers, and even the Liberties. Whether you are in the market for a new car or you are trying to keep the vehicle you love, Little Passenger Seats gives your family more options. So don't get rid of your Jeep yet. Just to get a minivan for more seating, mm-hmm. call them at 1-800-252-9989 or visit the website at littlepassengerseats.com to find out more. The Jamic turns the top of your Jeep into a mobile comfort station. The Jamic is a hammock for your a Jeep Wrangler. Installs in about two minutes, leave it up there for good. It's great for taking a break on the trail, beach, bonfires, camping, drive-in, the game, tailgating, you name it. The Jamic is 100% American and the uh, Jamic is um, veteran-owned. We have sold over 6,000 Jamics in the last three years and offer a 30-day no-questions-asked return policy. You can use the Jamic as a hammock, overhead storage, pet barrier, wind jammer, lounge chair, or the back roll, uh, or on the back roll bars is a sling seat for the hammock uh, off the Jeep. Go to www.jamic.com for the biggest sale of the year. Coupon code Jeep Talk Show for ten dollars off. All Jamics are made in America. Jamic is a veteran-owned small business. That's J-A-M-M-O-C-K-S dot com. Did I get that right? Did I put an S in there wrong? I was told there'd be no math. Nope, no S. Uh, so it's jammock dot com. You know, I, I can't help but wonder uh, how many people out there got rid of their uh, Jeep because they needed additional seating, and then we started advertising the uh, <laughs> the little passenger seats. They're just like, cursing <laughs> our show. <laughs> you made me sell my Jeep. Oh, and uh, the Crawlbright thing, Tammy. Uh, one thing you didn't mention was about using uh, all, <laughs> absolutely all of your off road lights. Uh, while you're in a trail of jeepers jeeping at night, uh, I remember oh. <laughs> I remember talking to one guy that said he'd have to actually go back behind somebody and say, "Hey, could you turn off those 42 50 inch LED bars? It's kind of lighting up my cab." <laughs> <laughs> so another trail etiquette thing, but uh, boy, they're great to have when you need to see something, especially in uh, danger situations where you need to be able to see uh, what's going on uh, and with, right. with the icy conditions that are going on right now. Uh, I've seen uh, too many of those rollovers and uh, that one Jeep that slid off the edge of a mountain. Oh, uh, I saw that. I, I almost I brought that. that story in for this week, but I was like, eh, no, I want to kind of keep it feeling not, good. <laughs> not a good Christmassy tune. To not, me, not so much. Yeah. <laughs> not unless there was a uh, appearance by Superman or a Santa Claus that mm. saves the day. 
Are you tired of all that noise from those other shows? Darryl, I think you ought to keep that rig Darryl. at the mall. Now you can relax to the pleasing tones of the Jeep Talk Show every week. Unless you got Dana 60s and 40s. Get the highest audio quality possible with each download. Now, you know, you can use them with them, with them super swampers. And if you're tired of all that other stuff. Uh, and a thing with a tank big old tires and a lighter. Then subscribe to the highest quality podcast on the web. The Jeep Talk Show. Available on iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher Radio, and more. You guys are getting to give me a beer. <laughs> hey folks we love hearing from all of you so be sure and call our voicemail line at 530-675-4102 or you can jump over to our website at jeeptalkshow.com and leave us a message just click on the leave voicemail button hey this is tony and i'm tammy and this is josh and you've reached our 24 7 voicemail line you guys know what to do so at the beep leave your message all right guys i missed two voicemails last week totally my fault well it could have been cody's fault too but i'm i'll i'll, no, I'll let's go blame ahead. it on cody he's I'll, not here right now so it's, co- <laughs> it's all cody's cody fault. cody we're not blaming you we're just saying it's your it's fault, your fault. <laughs> so uh much like the dnc we're gonna blame cody all right so here's don from montana hey how you guys doing this is don aka montana cpr guy here and the beautiful flathead valley of montana God's country. I got a question for you. Um, an old-time Jeep fan, but never had much of a Jeep. I have a 2015 Jeep chip Laredo. I believe it's Laredo. Laredo. Anyhow, it's uh, black. They call it Midnight Blue, but uh, yeah, it's black. Um, sorry, it's not red. I have a question for you. I got a couple of them. One, what is all the XJ, ZJ, YJ, CJ, the breakdowns of your between your Wranglers and your Cherokees. What I call mine is a uh, 2015 Cherokee uh, FJ for Fiat Jeep. Uh, <laughs> I, I like it. It's a great car to drive, but it's not a Jeep. It's a Fiat. Um, so, but I'm curious on what all those, when I hear you guys throwing them, them acronyms out, FJ, YZ, YJ, what are we talking about? Are we talking about Cherokee? Are we talking about Wranglers? Where are we at? Second off, second question, please. If you were to build a Jeep and or a Wrangler, you're going to buy one uh, of a large family and need the four doors. So would I go Jeep Cherokee or Jeep Wrangler? I like the sport package with uh, the roof comes off, the doors come off. Of the, of the Wrangler, I like the, the Cherokee, the, the rubiness of the cabin. Um, which, which, which models and years are best to build for, for, for a platform for a light to mild, um, four wheeling. Hey, I love the show. Just found you on podcasts and listen to you while I'm working at, uh, what do I do? Talk to you soon and keep on jeeping. I don't know which one to go with uh, there first, Josh. Well, I, I can I can hit all these really quick. Um, Don, really quick. Every Jeep, pretty much ever made, has a reference designator. It's a two letter designator, which basically is a quick identification of that model, essentially. So all of the Cherokees between 1984 and 2001 are all XJs. Now, yeah, there were several iterations of them and, and different motors and all that sort of stuff, but that version of the Cherokee is the XJ. 
Now, there was the Wranglers that came after the square headlight ones. Those are TJs, the ones before with the square headlights. Those are YJs. So you're gonna have you're we're gonna have a lot of Wranglers. They're gonna have a lot of different you know reference designators, and that really comes down to the year block that they were made in. And so the like the newer Cherokee or the uh, the newer Wranglers, however, are the JKs. And and to answer your second question, that's probably the direction you're gonna be going towards, especially if you have a larger family or you need that that room. That Wrangler JKU with the four doors will definitely give you the room to get you know family in and out of the out of the vehicle. And there's a lot more aftermarket support than there is for your Cherokee, your 2015 Cherokee, which is a KL. Yeah. Now, I know that it's not always a J something or you know has a J in it. In the case of the new version of the Cherokees, they are a KL. And, uh, and obviously, this goes on and on for every Jeep ever made, including the Liberties and, and stuff like that even. So um, that's kind of where this all, how this all you know, plays out and what the spread is on that, Don. Um, all this information is available over on our websites, and, and it's all over the web as well. So... Um, if you're not familiar with the difference between a CJ and a YJ, um, that's something that we can easily dis- discuss and, and go over one show if, if that's something that you're interested in. But also, a little bit of research can help you out a long way with that. And, and uh, you can even see the you know, a visual representation of what those models are. So the original Jeep did not have a, a two-letter designator, did it? Wasn't it a, a military? Um... It was uh, MB. Oh, Okay. And there was the CJ, C, CJA, uh, and there's a, CJ3, a CJ3A. Um, and then we got into the CJ5, CJ7, uh, CJ8, which was the Scrambler, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. So, so CJ I mean, yeah, was the, a civilian Jeep, is that correct? I believe so, yeah. So, and the MB was military Bantam, I believe, oh, because it was a Bantam. Right. Uh, it was, you know, Willys and Bantam back then. It wasn't exactly Jeep yet. Yeah. We have to remember when we're talking about those uh, acronyms that are those two-letter designators that uh, Jeep has assigned to all their vehicles because... Uh, to what I call civilians, people that are not indoctrinated into those uh, those codes, it's yeah. like what? What the yeah, hell? It's is, all Greek. Is this yeah, the NASA channel? What, ZJ, <laughs> what's he talking about? You know, yeah, no, the ZJs are are the, uh, the are the Grand Cherokees, the first generation uh, Grand Cherokees, and the the more bubbly style ones are the WJs, and it just keeps going. Yeah, it's so kind of, obviously this can get real confusing real quick. I'm sorry, Tammy, I, I interrupt you. What no, was that's that? Right. No, I was gonna say some some Jeeps don't have the designator either, like the Patriot and the. But I know some people don't call those. That's interesting. Jeeps, so. I didn't. Uh, I right. thought they, they all would. did. I thought the Jeep. Oh, Patriot they do. Oh, had... maybe I'm. Yeah, I think Josh is going to look that up real quick. I was going to say, time to hit Google. Yeah, yeah. We always uh, love the love the Google. I guess you could do it on Bing as well. But uh, I think everybody does the Google. You know, I resisted Google for a long time before I started using it. I was on Alta Vista. If anybody. Uh, oh, I like Google better that. than all of them. Hey, does Don have another? Voicemail? Don does have a uh, have another one. Yeah, I was dragging it out there. For, oh no, I was just wondering if. Ah, oh, keep going. It might take me a minute. All right. Hey guys, how's it going? This is Don, aka Montana CPR guy. I got that 2015 Jeep Cherokee. I call it the FJ, the Fiat Jeep, <laughs> the FJ Cherokee. Um. Anyhow, I just heard your last broadcast. Love it. Listen to it while I'm at work and. Now I'm going to be bugging you. Just please figure that out. If I could put it at inch, inch and a half, two, two and a half inch lift in my little Jeep, that would be awesome. That would make it so much happier going down the four service roads. I uh, love, love the broadcast. Keep it up. Keep on jeeping. I, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that if you are interested in off-roading, 
uh, even if you don't use it most of the time, but that you're uh, you know interested in doing off-road activities, uh, the the new Jeep Cherokee is probably not going to be the choice uh, for you. I don't think it's going to make you happy in the long run. And you know if if you are a KL owner uh, and uh, disagree with that, you use it a lot off-road and you really enjoy it uh, with the the on-street manners and off-road manners. Please call in and let me know. Uh, I'm just going based on what I've read and what I see on it. It 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 doesn't look like to me that you're going to really have aftermarket support in the years ahead yeah. like the Wrangler is going to have. And you're going to kind of be stuck with this thing that you wished you had gone another direction. Um, and this, it doesn't apply to everyone. and uh, But that certainly, Josh, that story that you had with uh, the uh, inch and a half, inch, inch and a half lift that you were able to put on it, I never did think we'd ever see anything like that. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think so either. Uh, I mean, I was hoping so. You know, the old adage, you know, sure. plan for the worst, hope for the best, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, there there really is hardly any aftermarket support for these things, unless it's things like floor mats and stickers yeah. and you know stuff like that. And, and of course, you know, um, Fiat Chrysler America has got you know some stuff that that you can you know get as far as like storage solutions and roof racks and and things like that. And of course, the Trailhawk has the has some armor packages and, and, you know, recovery points and, you know, things like that. But when you're trying to build a Jeep, you know, you, you want aftermarket, you want yeah. to beef it up. You want to make it better. You want to make it your own. And, and, and the Cherokee KL just does not plain and simply have the aftermarket support to do that. Now, is it a fine vehicle? Sure. You know, is it, is it capable off-road? A lot of people say so. You know, is it one of the best-selling Jeep uh, vehicles that ever made? It definitely is. You know, the sales numbers, you know, well, I guess they do lie. But nonetheless, <laughs> um, yeah, you yeah. know, it's one of these things to where if you are getting, want to build a Jeep because you're, you're, that is something that you want to do, the, the new Cherokee is just plain and simply not the platform for it because it doesn't have the support. Yeah, I think you'd have to remove the entire front bumper and headlight assembly if you wanted to put a different bumper on there. Uh, and there might be a way of putting a winch mount somewhere in there, a winch plate on the front of it. But just, just installing a winch on a, a, a new Jeep Cherokee would be very difficult to do. Yes, indeed. And could run you in the uh, the thousands of dollars uh, and it really totally change everything that you had on the front there. Although those headlights, I've never been up, I've not been very <laughs> impressed with. Um, hey, real quick uh, to jump in here, the um, reference designator. I'm from what I am reading for for both the um, uh, the Patriot uh, and the Compass was MK. Interesting. Hmm. That's interesting that they used uh, the same one for both. Well, they were based on the same exact platform, so maybe that I, had something to do with it. I don't know. I never looked at it close enough to uh, to to know that they were uh, that that was the case. Now. I, I have uh, spoken some pe- with some pe- uh, people that have a Patriot, and they absolutely love it. It's not an off-road vehicle, but just driving around town, getting them from point A to point B. All right, let's get over to uh, a voicemail here from Goose. Hey, Jeep Talk Show, Goose. I was browsing the social media front, and I saw a big no-no. And I guess this might be just a personal opinion. Other people might disagree with me on this. However... From what I've been taught, this is a no-no. Your winch is meant to do the pulling. Your winch is not meant to be pulled on. What I mean by that is, is I saw a 4x4 Jeep with a winch. He pulled out some of his Jeep, his winch line. He attached it to a car 
He then turned off his clutch on his on his winch line to where it wouldn't move anymore. He engaged the, the winch brake and then proceeded to pull the car up the hill. Now, if you're wondering why is that bad, because aren't winches made for pulling? Precisely, they are. They're meant to pull the vehicle that they are attached to. Pulling something with the winch cable stationary is almost like putting your car's brakes on and then pulling against the brakes with another object. You wouldn't attach your winch to a tree, apply the brakes on your Jeep, and then engage your winch start pulling in. That would mess up your brakes on your Jeep or likely break something. Same concept. There's a little brake inside that winch that you're putting a lot of stress on. That brake is just meant to hold things. It's not meant to take on additional and less additional and less pressures. Now this is just my understanding. This is just from my experiences. But to me, I feel like if you're going to be doing that, you need to get something that actually gives, that actually stretches, like a snatch rope or a toe strap. Uh, anybody else wants to chime in on it? I'll give their opinion, by all means. But just in my experiences, that's wrong. All right, guys, I hope you all being safe out there. Love the show. Keep up the good work. Five stars, baby. So that was my understanding as uh, as well that you're not supposed to be pulling on a winch cable, you know, using your vehicle to to pull. But I was advised to do that when I was trying to winch somebody out. One of the first times I used my winch. All right, there's there's a few things that we want to clear up here. If you're going to be yanking somebody out of a mud hole, you don't do it with your winch line. Right. If you want to pull somebody out of a winch uh, out of a mud hole, then you can use your winch line. Winch line should never be used to yank. There should never be any slack in the line while you then try to, you know, move one of the vehicles. There always needs to be, you know, static pressure in that line while it's it's under load. Now, Goose said one thing, you never want to hook up your winch to a tree and then and then, you know, activate it, you know, activate your winch line with your brakes on. Well, that's only half true. Look, when you get a, a new winch, you need to spool that line. Yeah, and there's really true. no better way to do it than to, you know, drive your Jeep up to a tree hook that winch line up and just use the vehicle's weight to put tension on that line while you spool it on the drum. That's an important thing. If you don't have that line spooled upright with enough tension on the drum, well, you're going to have some issues when it comes time to unspool it. And obviously you're going to have some issues with the longevity of the line as well. But that being said, you know, I actually have, you know, gotten people back down to a logging road because there wasn't an, an available, you know, toe strap. And done that by just hooking up a static winch line. Now, is that ideal? No, it's not. And it does put a lot of strain on the brake on the winch, especially if there's any shifting in the weight and momentum between the two vehicles. But that being said, it can be done, but it's not something that you want to do. So Goose is right in that in that regard, that, that you want to avoid that kind of activity on your winch by all means. One, it's unsafe, and two, it's going to possibly damage your winch or worse, your winch mount, especially when we're talking about yanking here. If you don't have any static pressure on that line, you've got some slack in the line and one of those vehicles just takes off to try and, you know, yank that vehicle up out of that hole. Well, it could very literally just pull the winch right off the vehicle. And you imagine how heavy those winches are and you get it going with, uh, you know, the, the kinetic force of a vehicle moving. That thing is going to go through the back of somebody's vehicle or right through somebody's face. 
And that's not anything that anybody wants at any time. So take Goose's advice here, guys. Unless it's an absolute emergency, don't use your your, your winch line as a tow rope. So one of the things that, uh, Josh, you may not have seen, and, and maybe some of you guys out there haven't seen either, it was uh, uh, fairly rampant on social media. Uh, it was a, a JKU, I believe, that was pulling a, uh, a vehicle that was stranded uh, in ice and snow. Uh, and uh, they used the, the winch and the winch line to hook mm-hmm. on to the, the vehicle. And they didn't use the winch to pull the vehicle out. They just started backing up because they had a ways to go. Uh, I think it was icy condition and the, the car just couldn't get any traction. So they were backing up and it was a static pressure. It was a constant pressure mm-hmm. that they were, uh, there was no jerking like what well, you're something saying. like that. When you're like on the road, I mean, there, there's, there's almost no forces there, mm-hmm. you know? So when you have a rolling vehicle on pavement or on ice and you have another, you know, your, your winch vehicle also rolling on pavement or ice, I mean, there is, there's, there's a lot less restriction there on the, the vehicle being towed with or being towed on than there would be if it was in a mud hole or out on the trail or stuck in a rock, you know, stuff like that. So on the road, it's a whole different ball game here because there is, I mean, all we're dealing with here is the weight of the vehicle. Yeah. And and on a on on a road surface, on a flat road, or even on ice or something like that. I mean, there's there's you're going to be well under the vehicles or the uh, the winch's rating on that point. So you know. And again, unless you're just, you know, flying down the freeway with a car in tow, you know, I mean, that that's one thing, but yeah, um, this isn't like what, the Batmobile taking a 90 degree turn and the cable goes no. out and, and hooks around a light pole. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that would be a lot of uh, torque that you, you'd be putting on that winch. And yeah. I'll, and I'll just mention, and uh, we we don't mention this very often and we should, uh, these are just our opinions. You, you know, you need to go to the winch manufacturer the, of, of your winch, uh, the the vehicle, um, I mean the manufacturer of the winch uh, uh, bumper that you're using, all these factors go into whether or not it's safe to do things with your winch. This is just general uh, knowledge that we have and we're sharing with you guys. Yeah, I know the Warned, your uh, manual. the yeah. winch manufacturer, <laughs> they, they have classes that you can take. And I know that there, there are other um, winching classes that some off-road clubs even offer for recovery techniques and stuff like that. So um, guys, do a little bit of research through your local four-wheel drive clubs and uh, through your local um, like winch retailers and stuff and see if they can get you in touch with somebody who is offering recovery classes and stuff like that. Trust me, a few hours you know, of education like this in, 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 in this topic will save you thousands of dollars and a lot of time, hassle, and maybe even somebody's life. Hard learning with money, uh, but, but we all do it. Now, there was an interesting comment uh, in the chat room. Let me see if I can get it before it scrolls away. Uh, Jeep Man Jim says, I've actually learned that brakes are okay when pulling other vehicles. You do not want to place the transmission in park as this will... Uh, place uh, it moved on me. This will place additional wear and tear on the transmission lugs that lock it in park. You know those those lugs aren't indestructible, and whenever the lug gets sheared off, uh, parking brake isn't. It it's more of a parking roll. So uh, mm-hmm. good uh, good information there. Let's get on to uh, we're having too much fun with these voicemails. Great I voicemails, I like, guys. I like this stuff. I like this. Stuff. Yeah. So let's get over to uh, Nate. You know him as our uh, extreme jeeper. Hey guys, it's Nate. I uh, just heard your your discussion about uh, the caller who left a voicemail talking about buying a Tacoma instead of a Jeep. I mean, I can't imagine why anybody would ever make that purchase. But uh, <laughs> hey, whatever. He said, "All right." Uh, at least he saw the light, and he's thinking about trading it in for a Wrangler already. Um, I just wanted to chime in because you know I just can't resist a good healthy debate. 
Uh, so I've driven several YJs. Uh, I've driven the LJ that I currently own. And, of course, I owned a two-door JK and a, my wife had a four-door JK. So I've been in pretty much every platform you discussed on your, uh, uh, on the show last week. Um, I just wanted to say that I, I know you love the 4.0, Tony, um, and I do too. I mean, I'm, I'm driving an LJ with a 4.0 literally right now, so if it's noisy, I'm sorry. You can blame uh, Best Stop. Um, it's a great platform, but some people just want a new vehicle, and you can't find a new 4.0 anymore. Uh, the TJ is a great platform. If, if I had a choice between the TJ and the LJ, I would absolutely buy another LJ. They're going for sort of a free penny nowadays just because they were, I don't want to say rare, but as you guys mentioned, there were a ton of them. Uh, they were only produced for, I think, two or maybe three years. And, um, of course, they were just a submodel of the Wrangler. So, you know, there aren't that, that many of them on the road. I do have to say that, in my opinion, the four-door JK has the turning radius of a small school bus. So uh, there's that to consider. Yeah. However, it makes up for it in space. It makes up for it in a number of other places. A lot of guys just love that extra wheelbase, even off-road, regardless of that turning radius. I'm personally the sort of guy who likes a small vehicle that can maneuver, and the LJ is a perfect size for what I do. So uh, there you go. This includes the thought for your caller, and um, hopefully he makes the right choice this time. Thanks, guys. Bye. <laughs> Not judgmental at all. <laughs> well, we found out uh, on Tuesday what, what about uh, the answer to that question, didn't we, uh, Tammy? Yes, we sure did. And I forget what color he got, but he bought a Wrangler. Two-door. Yeah, a JK. Yep. I'm just going to go out actually, of the here and black. say it was not red. It's black. It's black. It's black. <laughs> she black, remembered. Black, black, black. <laughs> she was baiting me. <laughs> yeah, no, and yeah. he, um, oh, that's he quick. sent a picture. It's a cute little Wrangler. I like it. Well, I shouldn't call it cute. Sorry. It has an excellent turning radius. Cool. Well, we really appreciate you guys calling on those voicemails. And uh, Nate, thank you very much for your information. And I do have one uh, thing to say to you about a new 4.0. Uh, they may not be, be making new 4.0s, but you can make a new 4.0. Yep. Rebuilding hey folks, is good. Sorry, Something go ahead. every week we like, we look forward to, and that's hearing from the mind of Nikki G. And Nikki just joined us in the chat room, so. <laughs> he says, what, what did I miss? What did I miss? You missed a lot. <laughs> just getting started, Nikki, it. right on time. He's looking <laughs> yeah. at old show notes, and he knows when it's time for his segment. Right. It's about time. <laughs> From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G. And uh, I'm now a member of a two Jeep family. We just went out this morning and uh, bought a uh, 97 XJ. Uh, the only thing wrong with it, it's black. Oh. Out. Driving around in a black 97 Jeep. And I'm thinking of a whole slew of Josh jokes. <laughs> I, I think my favorite is I want to be just like him when I grow up. <laughs> but the, the joke I'm settling on now is my Jeep is just like Josh's, except it makes a strange noise when I turn the key. It goes vroom, vroom. <laughs> and, uh, 
There's also a bunch of Honda jokes in there somewhere, but they just didn't seem to roll off the tongue right. So, uh, I'll let you guys fill in your own uh, Josh jokes right here. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, boys and girls, I'll uh, chat you later. You have a good Thanks, one. Bye. That's great. He didn't uh, say how much he paid, though. That's all right. He doesn't have to share that information. But, well, it was uh, black, so he probably got a discount. Clearly, clearly I was an inspiration. My heart so. is, like, hurting. <laughs> oh. I think he likes doing that to you, Tammy. He's, he's attacked you a couple of times. <laughs> I'm going to cry. All, uh, all in good fun, though. Santa's made his list, and he's checked it twice. I know if you've been naughty or nice. <laughs> and if you know a good boy or girl who deserves an off-road gift, then the Jeep Talk Show at Amazon.com has something in store for you. Well, let's get right into it, guys. Yeah, you guys pretty much know what this is and how it works. If you don't, well, if you want to support our show, it's a great way to do it. Just helping us out by shopping on Amazon.com. But you need to go and use our link first. It's really easy. JeepTalkShow.com slash Amazon. And a little portion of your purchase is going to go to help out the show. Don't worry. They're not going to charge you anything more than they ordinarily would. It's just a great way to uh, help out your favorite off-road podcast. Once again, JeepTalkShow.com slash Amazon. And our first item is the Putco 230004HW Premium Automotive Lighting H4 100-Watt Heavy-Duty Wiring Harness and Relay. $39.40 and free shipping. You're going to find that a lot on Amazon. Free shipping. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a heavy-duty wire harness and relay with an H4 plug. Connected plug is hard and insulated plastic Plastic designed to heat designed to heat-proof temperatures more than 480 degrees Fahrenheit for added protection when, using, when used with high-wattage bulbs. Easy to replace original connected plugs made with the highest grade material. And remember, you can purchase this item first by going to jeeptalkshow.com slash Amazon. Sometimes you, you see those, uh, the text that they have for the Amazon stuff and it doesn't quite make good English. So I think that's what you had, what happened there was a little bit there. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I saw where you're reading that and I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Oh, it doesn't. It's not written to make sense. <laughs> so anyway, this is the Funlux. Oh, I'm, I'm intrigued already. 720p HD outdoor wireless home security camera surveillance video cameras uh, system four pack $99.99 with free shipping. Excellent professional customer service. 60, day, uh, 60 days uh, return and refund to your warranty. Lifetime U.S. tech support. Easy and quick setup, seamless stream, uh, seamlessly stream video with the mobile app or using your internet browser. Receive intelligent smartphone alerts when motion is detected. Uh, vivid 720p HD up to 65 feet or 20 meters night vision. Indoor-outdoor weatherproof camera housing. Very important, especially up there in the, uh, the northwest where Josh is, where it rains mm-hmm. all the time. And you can purchase it by going over to jeeptalkshow.com slash Amazon. This one is out of our tools and shop section here. This is the 2017 Everlast Power MIG 200 200 amp MIG stick welder. It has dual voltage. It can be fed by 110 or 220. This is spool gun ready. Now, this I picked this item out, guys, because this is one of our high dollar items. Somebody out there thought of us before going to Amazon and spending $650 on this welder and getting it shipped to them free. 
That's right, guys. This I is a digital you, IGBT inverter design. It offers stable, low spatter arc performance, has arc force control with the inductance control, and adjust arc characteristics in both MIG and stick modes. Capable of SMAW stick welding when MIG conditions aren't ideal. It is flux core cap capable as well. Euro-style quick coupler allows for easy aftermarket changeover to other MIG guns. Weld aluminum with op optional, optional MIG gun. Automatic pre-flow and post-flow adjustable burn-back control as well. Guys, this is a serious welder. And for $650 in free shipping, we have to thank whoever it is who picked that up and uh, congratulate whoever's getting it under the tree. Now, I've never had a welder, never done any welding. Uh, Josh, you'll have to be uh, the knowledgeable, per knowledgeable person, and I want to ask you, is right. this like JB Weld? Is this? <laughs> it's but it's an electronic JB weld instead of a uh, tube. Yeah, yeah I guess uh, the short answer would be yes, but no. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. No, this this will uh, this is definitely a, a nice welder. So hey, if you um, if you are the one who uh, who picked this up or who got it, and you're listening to the show right now, um, let us know how yes. it worked out for you or how excited you were to unwrap this. Uh, seeing that Christmas Day, hopefully you get, we're getting that for Christmas. We, anyway, so. We'd love to have a review on it. Yeah, absolutely. You can uh, you can call it in, or if you just want to email us, info at jeeptalkshow.com. Uh, caution, we may have questions. That's right. And, of course, you, if you want this item for yourself, you can just head, uh, head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash Amazon and pick one up for yourself. And if you don't want to go back and listen to this over and over and over again, we will have these items up on Jeep Talk Forum uh, under the Amazon You Bought What section so that you can just go over there and click on it. And when you do click on it, uh, any purchases that you make uh, on Amazon will uh, go to our credit, and we will thank you very, very much. We just found out what you bought. Oh, my God. I just can't believe that made it on the list. Hey, I got something I wanted to share with you guys. Uh, it, it is Christmas-related. Okay. It's this guy right here. Now, for our live uh, viewers, you guys are seeing a funny-faced little Santa doll that I am holding in my hand right now. Uh, this came from my company Christmas party. Uh, happens every year, and uh, I have a 50-50 chance every year of getting either a good gift or a really crappy gift. <laughs> this year, I got the latter. And uh, this one is unique, though, because this particular Santa, he, um, he passes gas and says things. <laughs> it's a win-win. That's all you're getting this Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you get... Uh, uh, bad on your list. Well, I mean, at least you got a ladder so you can actually put Christmas tree lights up and so on and so forth. So that's not so bad. Well. <laughs> the things they come up with. Oh, that's yeah, great. Yeah, hey, yeah. hey the, it could have been worse. You could have raised our, uh, Santa's arm and a cigarette came out of his butt. <laughs> well, at least he's got one finger out and not the other finger oh. out, I, I guess. No, there's, there's that as well. I so. think that's pretty cool. And he looks just like me. No. <laughs> my husband is just starting to teach my youngest that pull my finger thing. I'm like, oh. outstanding. Uh, this is the uh, the anti Jeep wave, Tammy. It's the one finger salute. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's on the Santa. <laughs> all right. Well, we want to. That's uh, that's all the Christmas stuff I got this year, guys. Well, we want to remind you guys about our survey. So we would like for you to go over and uh, please uh, take our survey at jeeptalkshow.com/survey. Uh, no. <laughs> No one will come to your door unless you don't take the survey. Uh, no salesman will call. Just go over there and uh, fill out a bit of information. Uh, we're just trying to find, figure out if uh, mm -hmm. you're in Scientology or not. So there we go.
So, Josh, you think anybody's going to find Cody's body here in the woods? <laughs> Buried it pretty deep, and I got a big bag of lye. <laughs> no, lye preserves lie. the body. I told you. We uh. can't do it that way. <laughs> All right, uh, Josh. So, uh, let's uh, get any finger-pulling Santa stuff? Uh, just uh, what I was sharing with you guys. Oh, uh, I didn't realize that's ago. how you were triggering uh, it. That's how you trigger got... it? By pulling yeah, the, the, was... the finger? Uh. That's all you're getting this Christmas. So uh, I know that uh, I know you've been busy with lots of things, including taking five hours to get home from work last week. Uh, but uh, any anything going on with the Jeep? No, it's not. It's it's I've really pretty much had to put it on a hold with the holiday season and everything sure. else like that. Uh, and honestly, the last three or four weeks, things have really picked up in um, in my voiceover business as well. So. Uh, I have been spending an inordinate amount of time in the studio, uh, and it's just, it's taken away from my time that I can spend out in the garage. And of course, with Christmas and everything else like that, you know, a lot of those Jeep funds had to get allocated into Christmas gift funds. So it's one of those things where, you know, again, it's not my daily driver. I'm not in a huge rush. I still have some time. So it'll be after the first of the year. And uh, once we get the holidays and all that out of the way, get New Year's out of the way and all that sort of stuff. Uh, then I can reshift my focus back to where what it needs was, to be. What was that event you were? Was it Easter Jeep Safari that you're going to be going that to? Is, yeah, I'm going to try and make it to the Easter Jeep Safari this year. So fun, fun. Yeah. So are you out of uh, out of uh, time for getting your Jeep going for that? No, no, because um, that's not happening until like late March, early April. Oh, I, I thought know, it was I've February. Three plus months. I don't think. It's, I don't think. I never that. remember when Easter is. It always comes I, up and bites yeah. me. You know, with a, no, Easter is usually in March or April. Okay, good. I, I was thinking it was in June this year. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> never know. <laughs> to take the stress off of you, Josh, it is. It's, a, it's June 2018. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so no, it's yeah. I've got a little bit of time, and and again, I'm not. I'm not going to be able to get everything that I wanted done on this, but you know that's fine. If if I've got a rolling jeep to take down to Moab and uh, and I don't have to drive it down there, well, then that's that's just fine. And, well, and my jeep is plenty capable in its current state, even if it you know if it was running the way that it should. Yeah, technically it is rolling, uh, just not under its own is. power. <laughs> You're pulled off a cliff. So what's so. up with you, Tammy? Well, you know it's funny. Um, the weather here, um, I started out my Jeep the other day. I was getting ready to go home from work, and all of a sudden my dash went ding, and I'm like, oh, my God, what's wrong? And my low light, low tire light oh, yeah. came on. Yeah. I'm like, what in the heck? And one of the, in my dash, one of the tires was flashing, and all of a sudden they all started flashing. I'm like, oh, my God, my tires are flat. And it's just. <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> I know. But it's because it's so cold. Um, I guess the pressure goes so, down. So right? that was the first day of uh, a really cold temperatures. Yeah. Well, it's still even as as I drive, it's not going up. So interesting because normally as the tires would heat up, so yeah. would the air air pressure and and whatnot. So that's yeah, that's kind of interesting. So I don't know if I do. I need to put more air in my tires or just? I did mean, you, it's not. Did you super check low. the pressure? Um, I haven't gotten. I mean, the the it says it's thirty two on the. On, um, no, you want to verify dash. that with a verify that with a gauge, Tammy. Oh. Get out, get out there with with at least a mechanical gauge, if not a digital right. and a mechanical gauge, and, and and double check that tire pressure just to to see what a gauge is going to tell you versus what the dash is telling you. Right. So, I mean, what are you supposed to have it set for? It's thirty two. Well, what is it normally? It's, it's supposed to be set at thirty seven, 
But then when I was, when I took the Rubicon the first time um, on the trails, Kyle, the instructor at Roche Creek, he said, oh, 37 is just a little too high. And CPO even made that same comment. Um, and I'm hearing some people with my 35-inch Goodyear Duratrax, um, maybe between 28 and 35 mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. the most. But on an average, like around 32. I wonder if you, you know, can change I, that. I ran my, my Duratrax from Goodyear. I mean, I had my I bought my Duratrax from the Goodyear tire shop. And they even mentioned that I run them at a higher te- uh, temperature, a higher pressure. Um, a couple of guys in my Naxter group, when I was a member uh, with them, uh, w- one of the guys on an XJ was running 35-inch uh, Duratrax. He was running close to 50 PSI as well. I, I was running in the neighborhood of like 47, uh, something like that on my on the 33s that I had. Wow. So, um, everybody who I have talked to who is running Duratrax runs them at an abnormally higher pressure. Hmm than what you would other tires. Now, be that because of the sidewall, I don't know. And I do know that they have different class ratings as well. Um, sidewall ratings. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a, you know, C-rated or D-rated, E-rated, you know, all that stuff depends on uh, on all that. Kind of that, that plays into this as well a little bit. So, but again, I, I, for me personally, my personal experience, anything in the anything under 40 pounds on those dirt tracks was just way too soft it felt like i was aired down driving down the freeway and even running that higher pressure i never had any wear issues i mean i didn't get the you know it's only wearing right in the middle because you're 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 over aired so tammy i'm not going to tell you what to do but i am going to tell you to do a little bit of research and i'm going to say don't rely on the tpms alone and it even may be wrong for the Duratrax. Right. So, yeah. I'd, re- I'd research how you reset that. I'd, I'd like to know. I mean, if you put different tires on it and you don't have factory tires and you can't change what the the, T, uh, the TPS reports uh, are reporting. <laughs> then well, I know it's only like two points off from in well, the I mean, past. It's enough like to throw, when I air you know, down, I air, when I wheel, I wheel at 18. Um, oh, and then my dash reads that. just a two-point difference. But even when I got my Jeep lifted and they put the tires on, they aired them to um, 37. And that's what I was, that's what he said. I said, is it? Is this what I should be wheeling or driving at? And I said, even though it, on my door it says 37, these are different tires. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, that's what they, that's what... Um, Goodyear says too, so I don't know. I'll have to ask around. I would, I would ask around. I would even say, Tammy, that it might be worth a letter to Goodyear themselves. Uh, they, they, I'm sure that they will have somebody that can get back to you in a relatively, you know, efficient period of time. But uh, I, I would talk to a couple different tire shops that are authorized Goodyear dealers. If you just go to, you know, ABC Tires. And talk to them about tire pressure on your Jeep. You know they may not know the first thing about Goodyear tires, let alone the Duratrax specifically. So definitely want to go with somebody who is an authorized Goodyear dealer who's going to know something about those tires. Yep. Well, that's it for this week, guys. We're going to let you run. We went a little over tonight. Uh, we appreciate you being here with us on our uh, uh, Christmassy uh, episode of uh, the Jeep Talk Show, episode two hundred and sixty. My goodness. Yeah, nice even round number to uh, finish off the year with. The only thing better would have been if it was uh, two hundred and fifty. You know, December twenty fifth, twenty five. Oh yeah. Well, you know, 
Yeah, I'd rather have more more episodes than uh, than yeah. fewer. Than. <laughs> I think I'm on the same boat there. <laughs> All right, if you're watching us on YouTube, we want you to know that the Jeep Talk Show is also available in audio only format. Great to listen to while commuting or while working on your Jeep, or hell, even uh, taking the Christmas tree down. Uh, subscribe via iTunes, tuned in Google Play or iHeartRadio, and never miss an episode. Speaking of subscribing, you can now subscribe with your money. Yes, you can contribute directly to the show via PayPal. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com and look for the little orange button that says subscribe. And did you know it can take up to four days for your favorite podcast episode to show up on Apple iTunes? It's true. iTunes is a great free service and we appreciate Apple for all their hard work, but we want our listeners to get the Jeep Talk Show as quickly as possible. That's why we are recommending that all of you iTunes users subscribe to our podcast. No multi-day delay. You'll get the newest episode much quicker. Open up iTunes, search for Jeep Talk Show, and hit subscribe button. Hit the subscribe button and never miss a great, funny, informative podcast again. That's right, guys. And of course, our YouTube channel needs all the subscribers. It can get as well. YouTube.com slash Jeep Talk Show. If you don't have a friend, well, make sure you let, well, if you don't have a friend that already subscribed, make sure that they subscribe. Just hack into their account and get that subscription going, guys. And hey, who knows? We <laughs> might just get a cookie for that subscription. <laughs> I was just I was just messing with you, man. I was just putting the cookie in there for fun. <laughs> Hey, join over there just getting all twitchy because I didn't say cookie. (laughs) I like the cookie part. Join the Jeep Talk Talk Show team. We're looking for volunteers to manage our vast social media presence on the web. You can be the Jeep Talk Show's social media voice. Send an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com to find out more. Well, that's it for this week, guys. Wherever you're reeling, if you pack it in, make sure you pack it out. Let's leave our outdoor operation thoughts in as good, if not better, condition than they were when we arrived. And remember to always tread lightly. Stay in designated trails and don't wheel where you're not supposed to. If you'd like to learn more about the tread lightly principles and how you can help keep our tra- trails and public lands open for off-road use, head over to www.treadlightly.org. <laughs> <Got it. laughs> well, if you're looking for Tammy, oh, she's elsewhere. <laughs> I'm researching tire pressure. Damn it, woman, hey. after the show. I know. I have no patience. Hey, check out my blog, and you can follow me on my journey of off-roading life at... There she goes again. I can't hear you. <laughs> try it now, Tammy. Where'd she go? I know. Try it now, Tammy. The, the music's over. We'll be able to hear you. Oh, you couldn't hear me? No, you faded out because you were backing away from the microphone. Oh. Anyway, folks, join me at my blog on JeepMamaMomma.com, where you can follow my Jeep journey, my off-roading adventures, and just everything Jeep Mama. And you want to hear me get silly? Head over to TheVoiceOfJosh.com. Glad to hear you're doing well over there, Josh. You think with the additional funds coming in, you might actually buy one of those uh, Jeep KLs? (laughs) Oh, you're funny. Put a, next year. Put, put an inch and a half uh, lift on it and uh, tell us all about it. That'd be about all I could afford, too. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You guys have a great Jeep week. And of course, and Merry Christmas, have a everybody. Very oh, Merry, Merry, Christmas. Merry Christmas. And did we say Happy New Year? Are we going to be? I think we might week? have one more show before the we New do. Year. We do. We do have one before. Uh, we'll have to do some fireworks. That's right. Stuff. You guys are stuck with us for one more before 2017. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys later. Have a great Jeep week. Oh, and don't forget to come visit us Tuesday, Tammy and I, at uh, the Jeep Talk Call-In Show, 8 p.m. Central Time, where you can call in and talk to us. I think we had like five people call in yeah, last week. Yeah, it was a big, big turnout. Yeah, it really was. Thanks. And We're two, talk about two new callers. Off-road etiquette. 
Excellent. That would be very interesting. I, have, I should have a lot of fun with that. Anyway, you guys have a great night.